This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to Jackets Debrief. It has been a while since I've been with you. That is all on me. Um, you know, it is in the summer. Uh, I'm going to be honest, guys. Once we got into the playoffs this year, I just... Things just didn't stick with me like they have other years. Now, maybe it's the fact that the Jackets weren't in it, so they couldn't make any kind of run. They couldn't do anything. It was it was rough. Um, so that's where we're at currently here with it. But hey, we're back. Uh, the plan is, again, for shows to pick back up weekly here at this point uh, and to start going that way for a while now uh, as we go through the rest of the offseason. Uh, maybe another break sometime in August, uh, depending on how things are going. But right now, we are getting into the hot and heavy of it. Things are going nuts. We are heading up for the expansion draft. The whole league feels like it's crazy. But you know what else is crazy? You know what action is crazy that you could be in? That's right, our friends at DraftKings. That's right, with DraftKings. There's all sorts of games right now. Now, we're in the NBA Finals. I think they're almost out. You know, we're getting close to the end of that. Hockey season's over. But you know what? There are. There's golf tournaments. There's racing. There's MMA. There's baseball. There's everything else you want to play games with. So go on the DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now. Uh, Go there. Use promo code THPN for your free shot at tons of money, tons of free prizes. It's awesome. Definitely do that. Um so get involved, get looking at DraftKings. It, it's going to be a good time for you. You'll enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, download their app. Use the promo code THPN. All right, guys. So starting off with the beer of the week. This is one that um, my wife the other day made a trip uh, down to Cincinnati. I think it's called Trader Joe's. They got a bunch of bunch of strange... Uh, different stuff from different countries, a lot of cool things like that. Um, I'm going to be honest. I've been trying to find this beer online that she got me, and I'm having a hard time with it. Oh, there it is. Here it is. It is something else. It is the... I can't even pronounce this. It's T-O, and then the next O has one of those slash lines through it. L, Frostbite. Look at this thing, folks. Look at that. That is the most generic beer cap thing you've ever seen. Look at the cap on the top. It's just white with like a date on it. This is what happens. My wife was like, this beer looks boring and uninteresting. Makes me think of my husband. So here it is. I get to try this bad boy. It is apparently an American pale ale brewed with orange peel and pine needles that is so frosty that it needs to be stored cold and may bite if you touch it. This beer is all about the balance, not the base. Imagine the flavors of pine needles and orange peel. Now imagine the same flavors, only represented by Aurora, Citra, Tetnager, Simcoe, and Amarillo hops. The hoppy dry mix of spices and hops makes the perfect winter American-style pale ale. Thus, I'm drinking it on July 18th, National Ice Cream Day in America. But that's what we do here, because I'm not smart. Oh, that's good. That is... Mm. I mean, there's a little bit of hop there in it. But when they talk about all those other spices in it, like it's not overwhelming, but you get these other flavors you can feel across the tongue. That is good, folks. Yes, go get one of those if you can find them. I'm going to enjoy this one a lot. This is great. All right. So, I have not had a show. 
there's not a good way to transition here, so we're just going to do it. I haven't had a show uh, since the news about the death of goalie Mattis Kivliniks. Uh We're going to take a minute. We're going to talk about that before we get into expansion drafts and all that other stuff. And the thing is, I, I'm not going to sit. I mean, there's lots of good pieces out there reading about, uh, you know, people who remembered him and all that stuff. I, I've, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it because I've never met the man. Um, I, my, my strongest memory of him was that first win he had against the Rangers. Cause I remember it being like, wow, that's his first game there in New York. And that game, Oliver Bjorkstrand gets two goals and the blue jackets beat the, the Rangers two one, which was great. But it was a, when I saw the news, it was a bit of a, a gut punch kind of thing. I mean, it, it's one of those things that you just never expect. Uh, you never expect to see. It's an awful thing. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure at this point, most of you, if you haven't, uh, be thankful for it. But I'm sure most of you, like me, you've, you've had at least one situation in your life where someone has been gone before their time. And it's always rough. And it's always hard. And you never... It's something that always kind of sticks with you. It's... It's different. Um, uh, the la- last night, the the crew game, they had a nice couple of moments. Um, at the 80th minute, the Nordeca, the the big fan section, went silent, and they just said, "Hold up your scarves for this one minute to, to honor Elvis Merz Lincoln's or not." Uh, Mattis Kivlinix. I'm sorry, didn't little slip of the tongue there on it. I know that Elvis has been a big part of the story because he gave that that very moving story at the at uh, the memorial service for Mattis where he talked about how essentially Mattis saved him and his his you know essentially his family's life um it's tough it's tough guys uh I and the thing that came to my mind especially after Elvis told that story uh my first uh time at a high my when I was in high school I came home sometime in mid-may or so and there was a voicemail for me uh, on the voicemail machine. And it was a friend telling me that another friend from high school, again, I was, you know, at this point, essentially it was been about one year since I graduated high school, had been killed in Iraq. Uh, he was a, a soldier. He was a, uh, essentially he drove transports. And it was a roadside bomb that, that, that killed him. And, and what did, what had happened was, he became aware that he saw the roadside bomb apparently um, and moved to shield the person who was in the vehicle with him from being killed by it. So he was struck in the back with, with all the shrapnel that killed him. And I remember how much that, that hit. Uh, I mean, that was the first time in my life that someone that close that I knew at that age had, had passed, um, had died. And it's, it's hard to say. I mean, even with, especially with Elvis telling the story about how essentially Mattis got in the way, a lot of those thoughts came back. A lot of those, uh, those feelings, um, about, yeah, just a young man who's a, who was a good guy who wanted to, with his last moment, save somebody. It, it's hard. Um, and, and I'll, something else I'll, I want to throw out there and, and, 
I, I understand this may happen to some people. Maybe it doesn't happen to others. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It feels like I have to have to explain this, but sometimes when these kinds of things happen in life, and it's someone like this, it's it's a it's a goalie on a hockey team. I mean, probably most Jackets fans, the closest they ever got to him was maybe get, getting like an autograph or something. I mean, I you know there were obviously there were people who knew him very well, and that hurts. But to to a lot of us, he was a goalie on a hockey team. But there's a reality when you're a fan. You watch these guys and their professional successes and their professional failures are things that you celebrate with them and that you, you know, you're sad with them when things go wrong. And uh, I, I mean, I, it's something where it's this, it's this different kind of relationship you have where, yeah, they don't know who you are, but that doesn't mean you can't care about them. That doesn't mean you don't have, you know, real legitimate emotions with them as far as their, their lives and, and wanting them to have wanting the best for them and wanting them to be happy and, and then being legitimately heartbroken when something happens. I mean, I think a lot of us are, are legitimately heartbroken when things happen and, and people are hurt in this world. And that's where, that's where we are with this. And it's just, it's awful. Um, the Blue Jacks have announced, you know, they're doing the, the the charity. They're putting a foundation in his name. Count me amongst those who say that they should be hanging 80 from the rafters at Nationwide Arena at this point. Because, I mean, a player who would, who would, a guy who would do what he did in that moment. I mean, that's that's a minor thing you can do to honor him so that he's always remembered and he's someone who's always talked about. So that's my take on that. I'm going to do a, a quick word from our friends, the Hockey Podcast Network. And yeah, this is going to be a bit of a, a bit of a uh, uh, hard turn on this, but we'll be back. and We'll talk about the expansion draft. Hey, hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. You get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. Started playing the like, dun, 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 dun. And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. And then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 right. rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, guys, and we are back. So 
the expansion draft is Wednesday. Um, it's going to be kind of crazy. Uh, the big thing today is, so the, the official list came out and the notable players not protected is crazy. First of all, we're going to talk about the Blue Jackets. Now, the Blue Jackets, the main player they left off, left off their list is Max Domi, which is huge. Um, I mean, this is the guy we traded Josh Anderson for, signed a two-year deal. But I, what I think is, and this is what Blue Jackets fans should be preparing themselves for, this is another sign that we are hitting the reset button. And I've seen people talk about how this is a, a misstep of, of, you know, the trade. You know, this is a, this shows how badly they bungled this and everything. I think it's there's a couple things here. First of all, people compare it to Josh Anderson, which obviously you do. The two players are traded for each other, and Josh Anderson, you know, scored goals in the Stanley Cup final this year. I want to see, I mean, the, the Josh Anderson deal seven years. I want to see how well that matures. I hope the guy does great, in which case we would be losing this trade. That's not even debatable at that point if he has a great career with, with Montreal. Um, but to look at those these trades and and just be like, oh well, this immediately shows how awful that trade was. Then, if you evaluate it for what we knew at the time, I mean, at the time the Blue Jackets had Pierre Luc Dubois and thought they had Pierre Luc Dubois as their number one center. Um, there was still this mindset that we were going to be able to try and re-sign Seth Jones. Now here we stand, you know little less than a year since that trade and Pierre-Luc Dubois was gone. We know Seth Jones has got one foot out the door. So yeah, it's reset time. I mean, that th- those two moves change the franchise. I mean, if tomorrow, um, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, if Nathan McKinnon goes, if their number one center, Nathan McKinnon goes, I'm out. I, I don't want to be here. And then Kale McCarr, the their top defenseman goes, yeah, me too. I don't want to be here. And they both, find ways to get themselves out of town in a year, then other moves they make may not make sense. And that's just it. I mean, that, that chip forces you to change what you want to do. Now we can have the debate about whether the blue jackets are at fault for those two players wanting out. And I mean, as, as much as we've seen things, there's got to be something underneath that's caused this. I don't know what it would be, but there's got to be something that's caused it. And, and some people may say it's, you know, torts, but I mean, even after torts leaves, if somebody wants out, you know, it's tough to say exactly what the problem is there, but so now it's like looking at, you know, maybe Domi goes now, if Domi goes all of a sudden the blue jackets go into next season. Cause right now they have got $23 million in cap space. That number goes up to 28, 29. If Domi is taken by vague by Seattle and the blue jacks then have all the cap space in the world to make moves, whether that's just building more assets or whatever it's going to be. The other interesting ones, and, and Sportsnet did an interesting little article where they do they show the list, and then they kind of show the notable exceptions on every team. First of all, we've got to talk about the Canadians. It's almost as if the Canadians put enough players out there to dare Seattle to pick one that it, it's going to mess them a little bit. Um, the Canadians exposed Carey Price, Jonathan Duran, and Shea Weber. Now... 
with Carey Price now that you know pretty much the day it was announced he was coming he was going to be on the list there's also all these stories about how he may need surgery and he might miss most of next season and all sorts of stuff granted the Blue Jackets are playing the same game with Max Domi they because they've said he probably you know he's probably missing to at the earliest early December um, and it may go even further than that but I think there's some teams that have decided we're not going to try and trade our way out of this, but we are going to try and essentially just give them options so that they, you know, maybe try and get them into picking the one we really, we really want in there. Now, Carey Price has got five more years at 10.5 million. This could be a move by the Canadians to try and, you know, move him on, uh, get rid of that, that cap hit. They may legitimately have looked at their team after last the last. Of course, I'm not sure how they would have done it because after this last playoffs, if they didn't have Carey Price, they wouldn't have gone where they did. But they may look at their team and say, "Hey, if we can free up that 10.5 million, you know, we think maybe Jake Allen can get us, you know, 80 percent of what Carey Price did, and then we can use that money other areas of the team to build up more." Um. I mean, as far as other other interesting players that have been kind of left exposed here, um, the big ones are probably you got Mark Giordano in in, uh, in Calgary. Um, Taylor Hall by Bruce Boston, but then again, some of these are kind of throw you off because if somebody's a free agent, the 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 Kraken can draft them, but. If the Kraken can't sign them, then that guy can go sign wherever he wants. Uh, Jeff Skinner by Buffalo, but uh, you know you're probably not going to go after him. Uh, Nino Niederreiter by the Carolina Hurricanes. The Avalanche exposing Gabriel Landeskog. That's something. That's kind of a, an interesting one. The reality is there's enough players. The Predators both Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson. Now, that may be another calculated move. First of all, we know that Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson haven't lived up to the contracts that they that the, the Predators thought they were signing them to. But this may be a situation where the Predators were looking at their list and saying, who are we going to protect? Who are we going to protect? Realized, even if they wanted to save both Duchesne and Ryan Johansson, when they looked at their other, other players, they said, well, we won't be able to save them both. So instead of making the decision, they left both exposed. But I, honestly, I think Nashville probably wants out of both contracts at this point. Um, PK Subban's been exposed in New Jersey. PK Subban, honestly, if you're the if you're the Kraken, depending on what you think you're going to do this year, he might be a good player to sign because he's great with people in the media, and he'd just be a great kind of introductory player to bring in. Um, who else might they be going after? Oh, the Blues with Vladimir Tarasenko. That could be a big one. Um, and Tampa Bay exposing Andre Palat. Wow. That's, that is, that is a, a big one in my mind. Again, there is a, especially after what we saw last time, if the Kraken look at this expansion draft and say, we're going after the best player at each position, we're just going to get the best player from each team. I mean, they're a team that could be uh, a middle of the ground, a, a middle of, of the, of the standings, you know, they, they could have a shot at that fourth seed in the expansion draft. They definitely could. Uh, something I could see happening. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the expansion draft is Monday. Um, 
or the expansion draft is Wednesday. Excuse me, folks. Um, I believe the NHL draft is just this next weekend. So, I mean, we've got a lot happening really quickly. Um, as far as the, as far as the NHL offseason goes. Now, I've thrown around the idea in my head of doing some big expansion draft thing or some big draft preview, but I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't know enough about these draft picks. You've got, there's a dozen different resources online. Go find cool places that, that know about these guys. Read up on them. Uh, the one thing I've been seeing is it doesn't like the Blue Jackets are going to expand and add any more picks. They've got three first-round picks, so we'll see what they do. Now, maybe it's possible they take those two second later picks in the first round and move up for an earlier pick. I don't know. I mean, after last year and the 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 draft of uh, Chinikov there, I think it's pretty obvious that the Blue Jackets are just going to pick who they think they want to get. So anyway, guys, thank you very much for coming back aboard. Um, we'll be doing again, going back to weekly shows here for a bit. Uh, and then so I'll talk to you next Sunday when we have our draft recap, talk about the expansion draft, everything that happened there. So thank you all very much for listening, watching, however you get into this and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show, follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, and thank you for listening.